0: Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity.
1: Connie is with us. She represents the brand, How To Cake It, which people can see on YouTube, that is involved in some fantastic creations. Novelty cake, is that the current phrase?
2: To say our rise has been meteoric would be an understatement. We're blown away. We've exceeded all our expectations, for sure. So we launched the brand last February, February 2015. In just a little over a year, we're at 1.7 million subscribers
0: on YouTube. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents?
2: It's not enough to just create a pilot and throw it up on YouTube and see what happens. That's not how it works. You have to realize it's a community. You have to build that community. And if you are creating content, you have to think of it more like
0: a brand. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well hello friends and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host Marvin Polis and joining me is our co-host Fred Keating. Fred, we are at the Banff World Media Festival doing these fantastic interviews. Who do we have today?
1: We have Connie Contarde. That's Italian for with lateness. Seriously, it is. Yes, it is. But she was here bang on time this morning, so I've got no complaints. I've just, Connie is with us. She represents the brand, How to Cake It, which people can see on YouTube, that is involved in some fantastic creations. Novelty cake, is that the current phrase? Connie, welcome and thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me. How to Cake It is essentially a aspirational caking brand. We like to call it our cake empire. And what we do on How to Cake It is we have this incredible talent. Her name is Yolanda Gamp. She's a fantastic cake architect, as I like to call her, because the stuff she creates is truly artistic and and structurally sound and she creates incredible cakes to look like things like the human heart or the human brain or a Rubik's Cube so things you would never think are actually cake she can create them
1: and where does she get her inspiration
2: the inspiration we get for each episode is really kind of a collective decision Yolanda has what she calls a bucket list of cakes so cakes she's always wanted to make before doing YouTube she was a cake decorator and she had clients but they'd want her to do more things like wedding cakes and you know simple tiered cakes so She didn't really get to flex her creative muscles the way she's able to do with this show on this outlet. So um, she has her bucket list of cakes, cakes she's always wanted to do. So that's kind of how some of the episodes revolve around. Other episodes revolve around things like tentpole events or films coming out, things that we think our fans would really be interested in and that are timely. So around the holidays, we'd have, you know, Christmas cakes or just recently we had a Father's Day cake. So that's kind of the second pillar of inspiration for us. And the third and probably most important pillar of inspiration is from our fans. So we're really engaged with our community on YouTube and all the platforms that this brand touches. And we really, really listen to our audience and we take their cake requests extremely seriously because caking is a very serious business.
0: Now, Connie, I attended your presentation here at the festival yesterday and you people just blew me away for a couple of reasons. First of all, I didn't know this kind of cake making was even a thing, and I didn't know that there was an international following that that actually cared about this, but I learned that there is. And the other thing that blew me away is your story about how you started this venture, so tell us about that.
2: Myself and my business partner, Jocelyn Mercer, are TV producers by trade. We have a production company, and we primarily, for the last few years, have been developing creating TV shows, factual TV shows to be specific, so shows for networks like The Food Network or HGTV. And um, we were with a first look deal at E1, and we created a show called Sugar Stars, which was really about Yolanda and an ensemble cast. And they would make these incredible over the top sweet tables. On those sweet tables was usually a centerpiece cake, and um, we created it for the Food Network. It premiered on the Food Network in 2012, I believe, and it only did one season, as unfortunately a lot of Canadian shows tend to do one season. But what happened is E1 was able to sell it all over the world. So we had this Facebook page up That was kind of dormant after the series had premiered and we saw that there were people going to the facebook page not not in droves but there was some activity there and we saw that there were fans in different places in the world that seemed to be really interested in sugar stars and in yolanda specifically and we really believed in yolanda we thought okay let's try to pitch her to other networks we created some other formats that we thought would really work for her and we pitched her but tv kept saying her personality is not big enough she's not TV worthy essentially and we really disagreed we thought she was an incredible talent and she would make great content we decided to kind of try this out on our own online we thought you know we think this could really appeal to a global audience we had some ideas of what we wanted to do with the brand so that's what we did we built this whole brand how to cake it around Yolanda and her talents and uh, the rest is history
0: tell us about the results that you've achieved with this
2: to say our rise has been meteoric would be an understatement we're blown away we've exceeded all our expectations expectations, for sure. So we launched the brand last February, February 2015. In just a little over a year, we're at 1.7 million subscribers on YouTube. We have uh, monthly website traffic of about 250 to 300,000 a month. Our Instagram platform has close to a million followers and Facebook is growing. And so, yeah, we have a a huge reach. I don't know. I think we're close to like reaching about 2.5 million people. Across all platforms.
1: Tell us about the responsibility that comes with attracting that many people you've got a very large family now to deal with. (laughs) What's the interaction like between Yolanda and you and the fans?
2: Like you said it's very important that we're very engaged with our community. What I love about YouTube and what I love about digital content that you can't necessarily find on TV is that you have a relationship with your fans that you can't get anywhere else. And the creative process whether you're producing TV or film is very collaborative and usually you collaborate with your peers and network executives and all that but you don't really have the opportunity to interact with your fans whereas with YouTube you're actually creating things with your fans so what I mean by that is if a fan says I want to see this type of cake we can actually deliver on that request so they're integral to the creative process which is incredible and we try to keep in touch with our fans across all platforms in many different ways we have contests we try to interact with a lot of them on the social media channels it's obviously hard to interact with all of them but we do try to interact with as many as possible we do this thing on Friday Fridays that I love. It's called Fan Love Fridays, and it's on our Instagram platform. And what we do is a roundup of the week of all the fans that have tried to do the cakes Yolanda's done, and we tag them all in it. So it's our way of kind of giving them a shout out and giving them love. So we try to incorporate ways to engage with our audience.
0: Now, something that I really want to talk about, because of course, this podcast is monetizing your creativity. And well, I'm the business guy. So I'm really wondering, how do you make money?
2: I think what's different about YouTube and digital brands versus TV shows is that you make money in multiple ways. In the typical kind of Canadian TV landscape, you create an idea, you pitch it to a network, the network gives you some of the money, the government through tax credits gives you the rest, that's your production budget, and that's kind of how you make your money. And then fortunately, as Canadian TV producers, you can then go and distribute that around the world and make money that way. For YouTube, it's a little bit different. So what you do is you start your channel and the primary revenue source comes from what's called Google AdSense so advertisers are essentially advertising on your channel in a few different ways there's something called a pre-roll so that's the little ad you see before your video so that's advertising that an advertiser has paid to Google there's the little display ads over on the side and then there's an overlay well sometimes you'll watch a video you'll see a little thing pop up so those three ways are ways you can advertise on YouTube as an advertiser and then as the content creator you share in that ad revenue with Google so you get 55%
0: and I understand that that's calculated on a cost per thousand basis so tell us about that
2: yes it's calculated on cost per thousand basis as with everything online there's algorithms that determine how much it is and there's fluctuations in how much that really nets out to but roughly we see about six to eight dollars per thousand views
0: okay so this is enough money for you to actually make this a going concern tell us about the well you might not want to tell us about exactly (laughs) how much money you're making but you know just kind of give us an idea of of how big and successful this has become for you
2: Yeah, it's so funny because that's the number one question people ask us. They always ask, how much do you make? And it's like, you wouldn't just go up to someone on the street and say, what's your salary? But we get it all the time and we understand where it's from. Because even when we were in TV and we wanted to jump into the digital world and we had talked to a couple companies about saying, hey, let us try this digital stuff. They were like, well, we don't know if that's worth a worthy investment. Like, how do you monetize? There seems to be this mystery around how you monetize on YouTube so we thought we'll just kind of try it out so um to answer your question this is a business for us so we're running a business you know there's a lot of youtubers out there that are successful and they're a one-man show they're the talent they shoot everything they edit everything and it's just their whole thing with us it's different it's a business and it's a production and we have a full staff so myself my business partner Jocelyn and Yolanda are all partners in the business then we have two full-time staff and three part-time staff and a lot of different people that we interact with for many different facets of our budget so it's supporting five adults full-time so it's a it's a thriving business we'll say that
0: okay so we'll let our viewers do the math because they can figure out for themselves the number of views that you have based on your subscribers the cost per thousand advertising assume that there may be a couple of ads per show do the rough math and then also as you've said this is keeping five people Nicely employed.
2: Absolutely, and hopefully more to come. The thing you have to understand about YouTube as well that I think I was trying to say and went off on a tangent is that um, the YouTube channel is our primary source of revenue, absolutely, but it's not our only source of revenue. When I keep mentioning this as a brand, I mean that because there are so many extensions to this brand and so many different ways we make money from the brand. So the YouTube is at the core, and that's our primary revenue driver, but we also have a thriving e-commerce business. So we have the website, howtocakeit.com, like said we get about 300,000 visitors a month and on that site we sell merchandising and products that are relevant to the content and relevant to our brand we also do a lot of branded integrations we are signed with an MCN Kin Community and they help source us some really great brand deals so we've worked with brands like Disney, Baskin Robbins, Walmart, Walgreens, a lot of different apps. So brands that are relevant to our audience and are relevant to our brand, we've done branded integrations. So that's another way we make money. And then there's the other platforms and ways we can do branded integrations on those platforms.
0: And you do affiliate links as well, right?
2: Absolutely. We do affiliate links as well.
0: What is an affiliate link?
2: So an affiliate link is in every video, Yolanda uses different ingredients and tools to create her cakes. There's a lot of fans that try to attempt what she does and they actually do a pretty good job, but they'll need to know where to go to get all that stuff. So on our YouTube channel, with every video, there's what's called a video description and in that video description, we link out all the different tools and ingredients and where they can find it. Most of these things can be found at Amazon. So people will go and click and if they buy we get a small percentage of that sale.
0: Okay so Connie here's an acid test question. I'm getting the sense that you have no intention of ever going back to your old life of working in traditional television?
2: Uh, Okay, never say never. But we're having a lot of fun in the digital space. It's very entrepreneurial. It's very fast moving. There's a lot of momentum around it. And we reach a global audience, which is really exciting for us. I mean, we have been approached by broadcasters to do How to Cake It TV show.
0: So I'm curious, are these some of the people who at first said this isn't appropriate for broadcast television?
2: Absolutely. Revenge is sweet, pun intended. (laughs) Yes, we've been approached by several broadcasters. And we completely understand why now that they would approach us if we are going to do tv it has to be the right fit it has to work with our schedule and tv is very time consuming we know this having done it and our first priority is always going to be youtube it always has to be that's where our core fan base is that's what we started off doing so if we do tv it can't impact our current production schedule for the channel
0: now let's talk about production values for a moment because you are producing this as though it's a broadcast television show this isn't a webcam set up in somebody's kitchen with a humorous cat on the counter.
2: (laughs) No it's not there seems to be this stigma I guess around YouTube where it's all about cat videos and you know user-generated content that's just you know someone's kind of prank video uploaded and there is that in spades on YouTube for sure but there's also a lot of really great quality content that is you know we're seeing more of on YouTube. We come from TV as mentioned so we know how to kind of maximize budgets and we know how to build the right crew and use the right equipment to get that high production value for a good
1: I love the idea that you're riding this, the crest of the wave, if you will, of Yolanda's talent and your own energy Mm -hmm. and all the little offshoots and tentacles that have come from that, multiple sources of revenue. Do you envision at all discovering another charismatic, highly skilled individual around which you might build a similar program or base?
2: Absolutely. So when we first were thinking of getting into YouTube, there were a few talent that we were looking at creating a brand around. Yolanda just seemed like a no-brainer and a great way to start because we felt that there was a really strong hyper niche that she could target, the kind of baking audience that we knew was global. And we were well-versed in because we had just done Sugar Stars. So that's where we started. But Yes, we'd love to do more brands like this. We'd love to discover more talent and launch digital brands around them.
0: You know, I don't have a lot of interest in baking, but the way that you've produced this show, you just totally captivated me. I watched that Father's Day episode and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And Yolanda, just wow, she captivated me.
2: Absolutely. So yes, while, while I, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit and say while we were targeting a hyper niche, we always knew when we were delving into the creative and what the format would look like, that we wanted to not isolate people that might not be interested in baking. And for us, it's always important to strike that balance of information and entertainment. So there are a lot of baking channels on YouTube, but they tend to be a little bit more tutorial based. So very kind of ha- how to, not a a lot of character infused in it and we wanted to coming from tv and understanding entertainment want to infuse an entertainment value into the content that is also educational in nature
1: and you had a great analysis of the transformative arc yes. of programming that would keep a non-baker engaged in the transformation from an idea or a concept to this actual work of art, this cake that Yolanda turns out. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Absolutely. I think people love to see an evolution (laughs) of anything. In TV specifically, if you look at factual shows like a renovation show, people really like to see it before and after. They like to see the room that's kind of falling apart turn into this amazing sanctuary for someone. So we like to see that before and after creative process. And that's what How to Cake It essentially does, is you take a bunch of dry ingredients, flour and eggs and milk, and turn it into a sculpture or something that looks like a human brain so I think people even if they don't care about baking that much like to see that creative process
0: now Connie we need to wrap up but before we do can you give us some thoughts maybe a few words of advice for other producers who are inspired by what you've done and would like to try something in their own niche
2: I'd say if you really feel strongly about a talent or about an idea and you think that it would do really well and the networks just aren't giving you the green light that you need or want. It is really helpful to think about investing and looking at YouTube as a viable platform to have your idea come to life. How do you do that? There's advice being given of people saying, oh, if you have an idea, just test something out, throw it up on YouTube and see how it does. YouTube is a long game. It works off of algorithms. So it's very important with YouTube that you're extremely consistent. So if you have an idea, it's not enough to just create a pilot and throw it up on YouTube and see what happens. That's not how it works. You have to realize it's a community, you have to build that community and if you are creating content you have to think of it more like a brand so the youtube channel is just one part of that brand so as a producer if you have a great idea or a great piece of talent and you want to see it come to life really sit down think of a strategy think of what the entertainment brand is think of what that value will be to your community and then maybe even bulk shoot a few episodes so that you can then start testing multiple episodes and stick with it for a while.
1: That's all sound advice. I I have a sudden craving for cake. (laughs) Me too, for some odd reason. And and a a successful business as well. But Connie, thank you so much. Um, Your energy is infectious and I'm sure that that as well is driving this show to even uh, more success. So uh, thanks for sharing the insight and the information with us and uh, all best wishes on all your uh,